the power, and if I may say the limitations of unclean spirits in our world. I want to take a few moments of teaching, mostly this morning with a little application at the end of this, of how we are involved in it. But I want to talk to you and take kind of strip away the facade of this world and show you biblically of this invisible world. There was a book written years ago called The Invisible War. It was an intriguing book, and it was a biblical book that talked about the war behind the scenes. We don't often come in contact consciously of this war, but you know what's there. Uh, all of us hear voices. Now, if you go in an emergency room, I would not recommend you saying that because they'll probably keep you. They'll baker act you and keep you for three days. But uh, all of us hear voices. Uh, you have, uh, who do you talk to when you talk to yourself? Who, who is that? Uh, you hear voices come across, you hear uh, recommendations come to you. Uh, and when you're doing things or thinking about something, you'll have something like a, a thought come through and you go, where did that come from? Where, 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 where did it come from? I even think you have dreams. That I've had dreams where I've gotten, I woke up and said, that's not me. That's not me. That's not what I want. That's not where I'm going. And so there, there's, a, there's a world, an invisible world behind the scenes. By the way, good to see Chris Martindale here. God bless you, Chris. Praise the Lord that God raised you back up. Amen. Still got some work to do. Zechariah, chapter 13, verse 2, a profound, it's a verse of profundity, of insight into what goes on and what's going on in America. You, you, you people that are very old, been around in America, if you were in America in the 50s and 60s, you know how much we have changed. Uh, when I was raised, I was born in 51, and I was a teenager in the 60s. And my mom and dad owned a home on a busy highway, and we never locked the doors. We, when my mom and dad bought a car, my dad bought a new car every three years. He loved new cars. He bought a new car every three years. And he lit, when you put the key in it the day you bought it, that's the last time he took the key out. Amazing. No alarm systems on anything. I'm not even sure the banks had alarm systems. And so we just didn't have the security. Some of you now, you have homes and you got these little cameras on your phone. You're constantly checking your home and stuff. This is a sad case of affairs. Um, you know, I don't remember anybody in our neighborhood, and I, I got around in our neighborhood. I don't remember anybody that was divorced. People got married. It was for life or till they killed each other, which basically is for life. Um, they fought through it, but they stayed married. On and on it goes. School, go to school in the 50s and 60s. What were the major crimes in the 50s and 60s? Chewing gum. 
having having uh, a haircut different than what they you should have or something. I mean, it was just it was minor stuff. Go to schools today and find out what are what are the average problems in school today. Well, something's happened. We all that have lived very long know something has happened in America, and it's not a good thing. And I'm going to tell you what it is today. I'm going to tell you what it is. We'll strip back the facade of the thing, the deception of the thing, we're going to see what really is happening in America out of the Word of God. Zechariah 13.2 says, And it shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord of hosts, that I will cut off the names of the idols out of the land, and those shall be no more remembered. And I also will cause the prophets, and here's the key in this last part, I want you to underline this, mark it if you mark your Bible, and the unclean spirit to pass out of the land. What's happened in America is God has allowed, and maybe in some degree we have allowed, an unclean spirit to be released upon our land. Because there is, no doubt in my mind, unclean spirit and unclean spirits in our land today. There's an invisible world behind what we see. You don't think you can read too much of the Bible without seeing that there's a conflict going on between good and evil. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 9, it says that great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Now, that hasn't happened yet. That happens in the middle of the tribulation period when really all hell will indeed break loose upon this world. But the evil one is the commander-in-chief, the devil, Satan, dragon, is the commander-in-chief of this world. The Bible makes it clear as he's called the God of this world. And I, that makes the song, this world is not my home, I'm just a passing through, mean a little bit more for the born-again Christian. Well, you and I are of this world, and he is our father originally. We get born again. We get born from above. We're no longer children of the devil. We're children of light. And we're no longer at home in this world. We feel odd in this world. Don't you say amen to that? I don't feel this world is my home. God forbid this world is my home. Who would want to spend an eternity in this kind of environment? There are many... Other spirit beings called devils, demons, unclean spirits, fallen angels that are working together with Satan himself to oppose all that is good and godly in this world. And they have successfully, in some degree, contributed to the fall of man, the subsequent death, disease, and misery that have followed in this world. This world is not a place of life it is a place of death. Now, there are, there are beautiful things in this world, Grand Canyon, mountains, uh, uh, the ice fields of Canada, and all these other things. There are beauties in this world to be observed. But what's going on among humans is not pleasant, and it's not pretty. The disease and the death and the fighting and the, uh, just, uh, just all of the turmoil among human beings. Uh, these evil spirits are part of that and what they're doing, they're in, if I may say it this way, according to the Bible, they're the literal inventors of lying, murder, hate, deceit, and many other things 
which create chaos and death. You say, Bill, you're speaking that off the top of your head. I'm not. John chapter 8, verse 44 says, and Jesus' words, by the way, he says, you're of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. And listen to this part. He is a liar and the inventor or father of it. You could say the inventor of it. So when we lie, we're not taken after God. We're taken after, if you're born again Christian, born again Christians even lie because they still have the old man in them. But you got when you get born again, you get the new man, the old man, the same body, and you have this war going on, new man, old man. Who's going to win today? New man, old man, new man, old man. Who's going to win? Well, who you feed the most, as our brother said in Sunday school class, who you feed the most is going to probably win. You starve out the spiritual man, don't read the Bible, don't pray, don't go to God, eh, the flesh is probably going to rule you, and the decisions you make will not be from heaven. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13 through 15, a very insightful place, and this is the teaching part of this this morning. It says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. There are... The vast majority of religion, except for Christianity, in the world is not of God. Religion is not of God. You say the Hinduism and the Muslims and all the minor cults and all that other stuff, is that of God? No, it's not of God, but it is of the God of this world. He's made him up. See, a person that lies doesn't mind having 20 different ways of saying something. They'll, 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 they'll represent something 20 different ways. They don't care. It's all a lie. But we that are of the truth only have one way. Truth is singular by nature. So you can only say one, it's just one way. There's just one truth. There's one way. And that's Jesus Christ. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. But by me. He is either liar or a lunatic or he is who he said he was. We believe he is who he said he was. Before Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection, the evil one owned the title deed to this whole world and had power over death and its inhabitants. First John chapter 3, verse 8 says, He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the, sin, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. And listen to this. This is a proof text statement. He says, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Why did Jesus come? He came to save me, no doubt. But he had to destroy the works of the devil before he could get to me, have the right to me. And he did. In Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 and 15, it's informative where it says, For as much then as your children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death, that is Jesus, he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Just in case you want to know very specifically who's he talking about, he's talking about the devil. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Someday Satan will be cast out of heaven completely and forever nullified in his influence. And this is a great verse, Revelation 20, verse 10. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire. As a born-again believer, you're going to be there to see that. 
and brimstone, he was cast in the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Satan's power is so invasive, so corrosive, that even Christ's rule for 1,000 years upon this earth, and he's coming back a second time to rule and reign for 1,000 years on this whole world. His, his uh, throne will be in Jerusalem. Uh, Satan, during that time, had to be bound. And he is bound for almost all of the 1,000-year period. But at the end of that, a mystery in the Scripture to me, showing how powerfully invasive he is and corrosive, his spirit. That even though there's a thousand years of peace with Jesus, the first time, the, the, the best government has ever been, Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. And righteousness will cover this, this place like the water covers the sea. It's going to be everything you ever dreamed about, you that care about righteousness and you care about justice and law and order and truth and people treating each other right. I hope you care about those things. That's going to be the thousand-year period of time. The Bible says Satan's released at the end of that period of time, and he goes into the world and deceives multitudes of people raised up under that kind of environment. See, the, the lie is that if, if my circumstances would have been better, I'd have lived better. Oh, really? Circumstances during the millennium is going to be beautiful. I mean, the curse is going to be rolled back. Uh, the carnivore. Uh, The carnivores will no longer eat meat. The lamb will lay with the wolf. The lion and the lamb will lay together. We're not going to have. There's going to be a lot of things change. The weather's going to be better. The weather will be like it is today, probably. Florida's as close to heaven as most of you folks. Oh, never mind. But I'm going to tell you what. The Satan's released and he deceives and he gathers himself a multitude together that to come up Jerusalem against God. You know the Bible, know what I'm talking about. Don't you just shake your head on that and go, what? That's how deceptive he is. That's how powerful his spirit is. And so with that said, let's look at some detail about the spirit world biblically and then some application. First of all, after studying the Bible on this, I can tell you without doubt that the evil and visible war going on and the, and the kingdom of, of evil has real power. They have real power. Most of the time, they like to operate in the dark. They like to operate behind the scenes and through cooperating human hosts. They do not like to be revealed as I am this morning. They do not like what I'm doing this morning. Luke chapter 4, verse 6, And the devil said unto him, You remember the temptation of Christ? Many of you remember the temptation of Christ. You know, he was driven into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit and tempted of the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. He was tested, just like you're going to be tested. God doesn't want untested vessels. He wants tested people. And he'll allow him to come by your house and test you to see where your loyalty is at, see where you're really at, see really who you are. Even Jesus was not exempt of that. He was driven into the wilderness and given over to the Satan. Okay, do your best. Give your best shot. See if you can get him to sin. And he didn't. 
And interesting, when he came to him um, in Luke chapter 4, verse 6, he said, And the devil said unto him, that is Jesus, All this power will I give thee. He showed him, the, by, by, by the way, he showed him the kingdoms of the world in a moment. Uh, he knew about that kind of, uh, he had that kind of ability long before Star Wars and long before those people supposedly invented ways to do all that stuff they do on the movies. Long before that, Satan had that power. He showed the, he showed the kingdoms of the world to Christ in a moment. And he said, all this power will I give thee and the glory of them for that it is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will give it. Of course, if you fall down and worship me. And, saying, and, and of course, Jesus was God manifest in the flesh and it, just, it wasn't going to happen because Jesus had made him the irony of the whole thing. And here he was asking his creator to fall down and worship him. And that just wasn't going to happen. That's his ego. His ego has no limit, by the way. By the way, pride is a sin of the devil. And he's got lots of it. In the case of all the people affected by these unclean spirits and gospels, only Jesus and the disciples ever caused them to come out into the open. And they don't like it. Matthew chapter 8, verse 29. And behold, they cried out and said, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God? Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? Jesus could cause them to be manifested. And, he, and we learn a lot in the New Testament about him. Luke chapter 4, verse 41, The devils also came out of many, crying out, saying, Thou art the Christ, the Son of God. And he rebuking them, suffered them not to speak. For they knew that he was Christ. Christ was not ready to reveal himself, and they were trying to do it prematurely. They can, do, they can influence people. In the case of Judas, uh, the devil was clearly given credit in influencing Judas to betray Christ. John chapter 13, verse 27, After the sop, Satan entered into him, and then Jesus said unto him, That thou doest, do quickly. In the case of Ananias and Sapphira, you people that know the Bible, Acts chapter 5, verse 3, they lied to, about selling their land, and Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? It was Satan that influenced them to do that. Of course, Ananias and Sapphira both died. In the case of the immoral man in the fifth chapter of 1 Corinthians, they did a horribly immoral act, even among the Gentiles in the church there at Corinth. In chapter 5, verse 5, 1 Corinthians says, that Paul said, deliver such an one unto Satan for the destruction of his flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. I believe the guy was saved. He was committing an immoral act that was so outrageous, even the Gentiles didn't do that kind of stuff, or even they thought it was bad. And, and Paul says, well, just deliver him to Satan. He'll destroy his body, but his soul will be saved. That tells me that's eternal security verse, if I ever saw one in the Bible. That once you're born from above, you cannot be lost. But you can be compromised. And you can be neutralized if you give yourself over to the voice of the evil one. In the case where uh, in Revelation chapter 16, these evil spirits, these unclean spirits move whole nations. 
You want to know what's going on in the world? Satan's the power and the God of this world. He's moving them around. Revelation 16, verse 13, 14 says, And he saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Those are, that's the unholy trinity that he mimics. Satan always mimics God. It said, I just read her in, in Corinthians how they come as ministers of righteousness. They come as angels of light. People have told me, movie stars have supposedly died, and they said, oh, death is great. Why, there was, a, there was a bright light, and that bright light must be... Don't be fooled by that. Satan comes as a bright light. He comes as an angel of light. As a, I mean, the Bible says it. Don't you be fooled by that. Just because somebody can has a bright light or something doesn't mean they're from God. It's what they are and what they believe. And there, and Revelation 16, 14 says, For they are the spirits of devils work, or demons working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. So these, these evil spirits, this invisible power in the world, they have real power, even governing power, power that makes a difference in who's reigning and who's ruling. You remember the seven sons of Sceva? Well, there were some folks that thought they could... Uh, cast a demon out of a guy, and so they said they invoked the name of Jesus. And he says, well, Paul we know, Jesus we know, but who are you? And he jumped on him, whipped him, threw him out, one guy against seven. And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overcame them, and prevailed against them. They fled out of the house naked and wounded. You remember the Gadarene maniac, a place called Gadara on the uh, eastern shore, about in the middle of the, of the Sea of Galilee. Luke chapter 8, verse 29 says, For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for oftentimes it had caught him, and he was kept bound with chains and fetters, and break the bands, and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. Nobody could bind. So Satan, Satan can give people strength and power that's uh, uh, not even human. Stronger than what humans could do. The unclean spirits can influence animals. Luke chapter 8, verse 33, and when the devils went out of the man, that's that Gadarian maniac of Gadara there, and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down the steep place of the lake and were choked, had influence over those some 2,000 hogs. The unclean spirits can feign handicaps and infirmities of all kinds. They can cause deafness. Mark chapter 9, verse 25, when Jesus saw the people running together, he rebuked the foul spirit and said unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the guy could hear and speak. Um, they cause what looks like an epileptic type seizure. In Luke chapter 9, verse 42, it says, And as he was yet coming, the devil threw him down and take him and tear him, I should say, and Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the child and delivered him into his father's hand. So they can feign what we would call epileptic spirit. They have power to cripple the body. Luke, in Luke chapter 13, verse 11, it says, And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could no wise lift herself up. Now today you'd go to medical thing and they'd call it this or they'd call it that. But the Bible says in this particular case, this woman didn't, may have had those various things they called it, but it was originated by an unclean spirit, by an unclean spirit in her. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said, Woman, thou art loose from thy infirmity. In verse 16, 
And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound, lo, these 18 years be loose of the bond on a Sabbath day? And I say all that to say he has the ability to cause physical infirmities. In fact, when I did a study on this, out of all of the healing that he did in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, 25% of all those people he healed, he gave, Jesus gave, direct credit to these unclean spirits. 25%. Interesting today you never hear about that. You don't, you don't hear any about that. I, think, I have to believe today is not any better than the day that Jesus lived. What do you think? A lot of what's going on is spiritually caused that these people are suffering through. Unclean spirits can do outstanding miracles of all kinds. I met a guy one time, a Christian, said, I don't believe the devil can do real miracles. He has no biblical basis to believe that. The devil in the tribulation period especially is going to do miracles that are viable and real and provable, and the people are going to be deceived by them in masses. Do not be seeking signs. There's a warning in Scripture. Woe unto them who seek signs, Jesus said. The only sign they're going to be given is the sign of Jonah, which is the resurrection. You've seen it. Jesus has been testified by over 500 people at one time, another bill that he was resurrected from the dead, that was the sign of the ages that he's been resurrected. Is, is, is uh, Muhammad, Al, uh, Muhammad Ali? Well, he's not resurrected. I mean, none of, the, none of the religious leaders that started these big movements has been resurrected. But Jesus Christ has been resurrected. The resurrection was a sign that the Father said, of all the people out there that say they're the Christ, he's my son. Hear ye him. And he conquered death and the power of the evil one over death. Can, so we see that they come in, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9. It says, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. I worry about a movement today that's real sign-oriented. They're like, I saw this happen, I saw this sign, I saw that sign, and they're basing their, their faith on signs and not the Bible. Brother, you need to keep your faith based on this word right here. This word. Uh, because a, a sign can come from two directions. God can do things, God can do signs, no doubt. But Satan also can do signs. And who are, how do you tell the difference? Well, by your fruit, you should know them ultimately. But you're not going to validate something with me on a sign. You're going to validate it on the Word of God, which is forever, as, a, as our brother said, settled in heaven. That's our guide. That's been given to us by God. That's been preserved by God for us. A sign of wonder, I'm not sure who's doing it. I'm not real big on that. You know, you, you, and, you know because it's used by the devil in the tribulation period to deceive the millions. They have miracles to do power, the Bible says in Revelation 13, 14. They can influence a whole country. And that's, now, now that was introduction. Well, let's go back to our text. Zechariah chapter 13, verse 2. 
And it came to pass in that day that saith the Lord of hosts that I will cut off the names of the idols of the land. There should be no more remembered. And I will cause the prophets and the unclean spirits to pass out of the land. One thing in the study of the spiritual kingdom, the invisible kingdom that I learned, is that they have power over nations, have power over large groups of people. And let me make a statement here. Our land has been given over in some degree to unclean spirits in the last 30, 40 years. Homosexuality is an unclean spirit. It is an abomination to God. Now, if you're sympathetic to homosexuals, shame on you. I have a nephew that's homosexual, so did I. He got saved. Now, I haven't seen very many homosexuals get saved, but he repudiated and rejected and denounced the homosexual lifestyle before a local church and has lived and has in the last 10, 12 years been living for God. I believe he got saved because you have to repent of it and you have to call it what God calls it. You say, well, you're never going to win a homosexual with that kind of attitude. You're never going to win them coddling them. You're never going to win them justifying their behavior. You're only going to win them if they come and repent of what they did. And just like you had to repent of your sin, they must repent of their sin. I repented of immorality as a young man. I repented of lust as a young man. I repented of drugs as a young man. What's wrong with saying that? And what's wrong with a homosexual repenting of homosexuality? Just the same as I repented of the things that I was doing, amen? You repent of it. It's wrong. It's not of God. The spirit of homosexuality is covering our land. Homosexuals are being raised up in fundamental Christian homes. I have buried a couple of them with AIDS at 30, 35 years old. So they're being raised up in Catholic churches and Protestant churches and uh, from the fine arts and Hollywood and the military and even weightlifters and ice skaters. What always has surprised me is some big old muscly guy will be a homosexual. You always think kind of homosexuals being, you know, that's just the female side of it. The butch side of it is, can be a weightlifter and muscly and strong. But it's a spirit that comes across him. Who in the world, what in the world provokes a man to, to love a man like he would a woman? What in the world provokes a woman to love a woman like she should love a man? That's perverted. I better be hearing some amens here. We're going to have to clean this place up. This is as solid Bible as John 3.16, what I'm talking about. There's no wiggle room here. You may not hear it preached a lot, but there's no wiggle room. But the spirit of homosexuality is covering our land. There's another spirit that's covering our land, the spirit of pornography, the spirit of nakedness, the spirit of sensuality, the spirit of, uh, of just immorality. Pornea is actual Greek word. From VCRs to DVDs to internet to TV to movies to businesses to bookstores to magazines to commercials everywhere. We have pedophiles on every corner, sadomasochists, transvestites, prostitutes, male strippers, topless, bottomless, backless. 
heard the gospel, if you get married, if you want to get married at Gospel Baptist Church, you're not going to have, your, your bride is not coming down that aisle half naked. Now she, I'm all for it once you get married and go back to the motel. But don't show it to me. Modesty's of God. We're supposed to live modestly. Sensualities of the devil. It's of the spirit of this world. What in the world are Christians doing being sensual? What are we doing? Allowing our our you 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 men that have girl that have had daughters. God forbid you let your daughter go around showing herself to other the, the, the lusty eyes of men. And you women ought to want to be modest. Oh, well, men pay attention to me when I show it. Yeah, they do. But for the wrong reasons, they don't love you. They want to use you and throw you away like garbage. But you know what the good news is? We can have power over those unclean spirits. Many in this room have overcome the unclean spirit of this world. We've changed fathers. We now have Christ as our Savior. Righteousness is our goal. The Bible is our guide. Woo! It's beautiful. I never, I've been on both sides. This side's way better. This side's way better. There's no aftertaste with the things of God. It just gets better and better and better. Be, following the words of God and living in the life that God wants us to live with control of the Holy Spirit just gets sweeter as the days go by. I am testifying to you today. Now, if I was 20, I may not have much credibility, but I'm, I'm old enough to know better. It's sweeter. We married 50 years, the same woman. I mean, I just, I like it when we even yell at each other. Because nobody knows me like her. Nobody, of all the people in the world, we've had this fellowship together for some, oh, it's actually over about 52 years. It's been beautiful. God's way is the best way. Now, maybe not everybody here is, I know they haven't been able to have that, but if you can have it, by the grace of God, seek it. How can you overcome this, this pervasive, powerful, influential spirit? We need to get with God. Oh, and our brother said it in Sunday school, obey the word of God. Learn the word of God. Obey the word of God. And put it as your goal. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. What are those things? The power over the evil spirits. Uh, the power over the spirit of this world. And as more people get saved, and as more people put themselves under the authority of the word of God and in obedience to the word of God, the unclean spirits cannot work in that environment. And they leave. You with me? They leave. What happened in the 50s and 60s was there was a great moving of God in the first 50 years in America. From 1900 to 1950, a massive moving of God. Uh, um, 
Billy Sunday, you know, and these D.L. Moody before that in the 1800s and all these people that God had, had led thousands and thousands of people to Christ and they believed in the Bible. They were humble souls that just wanted to do the will of God. They fought World War II. They came back after World War II serious about living for God. That's why you didn't have to lock your doors. That's why you didn't have to, you left your key in your car. That's why crime was low. That's why rape was almost never heard of. That's why divorce was almost never heard of. It was, in, it was the influence of the Holy Spirit on our land. Because the people of God in a, in a great number followed God. So what's happened today? 60s, remember the 60s? The love movement, the peace movement. Moving, what was that movement? It was simply a moving away from God, doing drugs, sex, rock and roll. And people moved away from God and it began to downplay the word God. You had higher criticism come in and begin to criticize the Bible and say, oh, you know, it's not reliable. All those things put together, there was a, re, there was a recession on the things of God, and then the, whole, the, the evil spirits were able to come in with their influence and begin to move among the people of the United States, starting at the college level, then it went into the schools. They, they know where it's at. Teach the kids. Progressivism is of the devil himself. It's the spirit of the world, and we can beat it. The Bible says we're to pray for kings and for all that are in authority. Why? That you may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. That's the kind of world I want to be in. I want to be in a place where godliness and honesty rule the thing. Amen? You can do it. It can happen. I like Ezekiel twenty-two thirty, where it says, I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me in the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Well, you stand in the gap and make up the hedge. You say, I'm just one person. God says, I'm just looking for one guy. It'll make up the hedge and stand in the gap and do what's right. You can make a difference. Don't you throw your hands up pessimistically and say, oh, it's shot, it's gone. It can never come back. There's a God in heaven, and I've heard Jesus say it in the Bible over and over, with God, nothing's impossible. I just got enough simple faith to believe that's true. And I believe if God's people, which are called by his name, shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, he'll hear from heaven, forgive their sins, heal their land. I think America can be saved yet. It can be saved. You say, oh, I don't think it can be saved. Quit being pessimistic. You don't know any more than I know about it. And everything I've read about it doesn't tell me that this is the end of America. It could go on another 100 years. Jesus may come back. Yeah, he may come back 200 years from now too. I know one thing. He better come back pretty soon for me. Listen, young people, don't you let these old people put a bunch of a blanket of pessimism on you. Live for God. Change your generation for Jesus. How? Live for him. Make the Bible your guide, the Holy Spirit your power. And do whatever you can to tell everybody around you, Jesus saves, Jesus saves. It can make a difference. And there's a God that can save 
and his arm is not shortened and he cannot save. Father, I pray, in the name above every name, that you anoint this time. It's a strange, strange message this morning for me, but I believe it's real and true and biblically honest. Pray that you'd help these folks to stand for you, live for you, be, uh, shed uh, the, the, uh, the accoutrements of the wicked one, shed them, get rid of them. Anything in their homes that defiles God or dishonors him, get rid of it. Cleanse your, hand, cleanse your hands, you sinners, the Bible says. May we cleanse our houses, cleanse our hands, cleanse our minds, what we talk about, read, look at, and honestly live before you. Empower us, Father. We need your Holy Spirit. There could be some in this room say, Brother Bill, I've never known Christ my Savior yet. Oh, today's the day. Always want to give an opportunity for people to be saved. Even though this was not an evangelistic message, maybe the Holy Spirit's been moving in your life and you've come to a place where you know Christ is the Son of God. If you believe it with all your heart, you can be saved. Help us to help you do it. Maybe born-again Christian, you've been pandering around the edges of immorality, the edges of pornography. You're contributing to the downfall of the country. Turn away from it. It's not just the downfall of you, it's the downfall of America. May God, born-again believers come out, stand out for God. Help us, Father, deliver us. Hinder that evil spirit that has come across our country. Pull him back. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.